if you're feeling like you've completely gone off the rails and lost your sense of magic and excitement and passion for something in your life, you are in for such a treat in today's episode. I sit down with my dear friend, Lisa Myers, and this is an especially special episode because I have a guest intro host with me, my daughter, Veronica. Say hello, Veronica. Hi. And Veronica is here with me because we both equally love Miss Lisa, right? And we were in the car the other day and I was sitting there wondering, you know, how am I going to intro Lisa? And all of a sudden I was listening to the song that was on and it was Jack Johnson's breakdown. Now, Lisa and I happened to talk in the episode about kind of moving through and reawakening yourself and moving through being asleep pretty much and being a zombie through life and how that's necessary to reawaken and rediscover your magic. So the fact that it was breakdown in and of itself was wonderful. But then all of a sudden I heard this lyric and in my head, I said, oh, that's it. That's going to be the lyric that I say when I intro Lisa. And out loud, Veronica, what did you say? I said, um, the wisdom's in the trees, not the glass windows. The wisdom's in the trees, not the glass windows. And when that line played on the speakers, what did you immediately say? I said that we should call Miss Lisa and tell her about um, uh, that part of the song. Why? Because... I kind of feel like it means that, like, you should go outside. Don't, like, hang out inside for the rest of your life. <laughs> Don't hang out inside with the, the, the cell rails of the windows. Go outside and get in nature. Lisa is someone who ignites such a fire and excitement when it comes to nature. So it's no wonder that when she decided to jump into an all natural skincare line called RT Hawks, in addition to being a full-time teacher and a mother of four beautiful children who are now young adults, she did it with total gusto. There is something about being able to let everybody know that really what it all comes down to is Lisa's desire to remind people of what they once knew that nature heals. And she does it with so much passion and so much excitement. And so we are very, very excited to introduce you or reintroduce you to Lisa Myers. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversa conversation with Lisa Myers. Welcome to the So To Speak podcast. I'm Christy Mandor, and I'm so glad that you found your way here. As an energy leadership and mindset coach, I work with high achieving leaders and entrepreneurs to support them in getting out of their heads and back into their lives. I believe that by strengthening your emotional intelligence, rediscovering your core values, and boosting your mindset, you have hit the jackpot trifecta of being well on your way to feeling more relieved, reset, and ready to bring your whole self back into the world. My hope for you is that by listening in on each episode, you leave feeling more reconnected with yourself with a possible shift in perspective that supports you along the way. 
because sometimes we all need a little support getting ahead of our heads. I'm glad you're here. I'm so excited. So the exciting thing about this is that we're in person at my house, which is your, super cool. It's so cool. And it was your offer. You were like, Hey, can we just do it in person? And now that it's the, so to speak podcast, we totally can, because yeah. it's just like the space of, um, openness, right? Like the, the idea of being the closet series, it was like getting too claustrophobic, which was a great feel mm. for me. It was almost like it, it was just such an organic no brainer to just air it out, air it out. And, and really this is when it started. It was really to do this to offer the feeling of sitting around a dining room table or sitting around a couch and just having a conversation with people about things that we really have to be talking about because maybe a lot of people don't talk about it or they need a little inspiration to hear it. So I'm so excited to just, it's such like a natural, you know, when we talked about what we were going to talk about, it's such a natural discussion about how powerful, not just female friendships are, but when you find them later in life, right? Definitely. I definitely agree. I think the female friendships that I have and have had over the years have really helped form me into the person I am today. And I think the older you get, the more you value friends who really see you for who you are. And sometimes they see you before you see yourself. You know, I've had a few friends in my life where I feel like they saw something in me that I didn't even see. They kind of hold up a mirror, mm. you know, and I think that's such a beautiful thing to have. It's a, it's a priceless gift. Yeah. And also I feel like there've been so many times where you and I have been talking and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, you just got so excited about that. And I'm like, I did. And you're like, yeah, we were talking like you, you also see that piece, right? Yeah. You just got so excited when we were talking about this piece of, it ends up being about marketing usually, but like marketing or ideas. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even notice just the excitement of having, like you were saying about the mirror, having friends see in you where you light up. Because we've talked so many times, like how we often take it for granted when we light up our own magic. Doesn't everybody have that magic? And it's like, no, I know, you know, and when a friend sees that and highlights that in you, you do, you realize like the power that you have or the gifts that you have to offer others. Sometimes we take those things for granted, you know, and I know you've done the same with me and other friends have done that where there's something that you just think everybody is like this, but that's not the case. We all have these gifts that we're bringing to the world. Mm -hmm. And when you have a friend that sees that in you, it does, it lights you up even more and it makes you want to share even more. It does. And you know, and it's so, I feel like, I do feel like we're at a shift right now in general with specifically females and females empowering each other because it was never totally encouraged. It was never something, it was kind of maybe talked about a little bit, really. It always reminds me of that line in um, Van Morrison's Wild Nights, the women go out dressed up for each other. Yeah, They're not going dressed up to get the guy. They're going dressed up to compete with the other. And it's like, oh man, like that's, there's so much truth in so many different ways about that. And I feel like being able to truly be in a space where 
you can feel the support from someone else who is female supporting you and like really wanting you to shine is a gift in and of itself, because it's not something that, um, we've been really encouraged to do you. I mean, there's so many people who've spoken about this, but like this idea that who does she think she is that she can, you know, go out there and start a business and be, and be, you know, at teaching and be at farmer's markets and be who, who is she when really it's so much about the person who's feeling that way, because we're not encouraged to be in that space of, yeah, let her get it and show me how to do it, you know? So can you just talk about that? Cause I know that's something that you and I've shared in just other conversations, just of like when that shifted for you, when you really started feeling like, oh my gosh, or just your experience of feeling like genuine support from female friendships on going after your dreams or uncovering your magic? Mm. Well, I think that we have a great inner critic in all of us that sometimes takes the wheel. You know, I always think back to big magic, you know, when she talks about fear taking the wheel. Mine was an inner critic. I think we did grow up in that world where um, I don't know about you, but I know it was a lot. Children are to be seen and not heard, mm-hmm. you know, more of that mentality. And so just using your voice took time, just feeling like it was okay to say how you were feeling. That was huge, you know, for a lot of women. And I think there's many that are still in that place that don't quite feel comfortable yet today with it, but we're making strides for me. I think it started to happen it was a lot of work on myself. It was some deep dives for sure. A lot of bibliotherapy, a lot of books, um, finding the right teachers, you know, and I had one teacher in my life who, um, she's still in my life today and she's been in, you know, I've been with her for quite a while and she's continuing to teach me. And, um, I remember telling her a story I'd had, an afternoon with some girlfriends years ago. And I told her the story. I'm like, we did this and we did this and it was so much fun. And this one did this and this one said that. And she goes, well, what was your magic? What did you bring? And I just continue to go on and tell her about the other women. And she's like, stop. What did you bring to the table? And I had to think. And I really, at that point realized, I didn't know what my own magic was. I didn't know what my gifts were. I could see it in others but that's the mirror. As you're seeing that in others, it's reflecting that back to you. And I didn't get that at the time. I just could see something in other people that I wasn't able to see in myself. So I started to play around with that a lot. And with her encouragement and talking to my own mom, who's a huge teacher in my life, I really started to see, wow, there is such thing as Lisa magic. And at first it feels arrogant. First, it feels like, just like you said, you know, what people might think about you, you think about you. I don't need any, nobody could be harder on me than I was on myself. That inner critic was alive and thriving Mm -hmm. until it wasn't. And I always loved that I had that part in me, the inner critic, because it served me when I needed it. Now I don't need that anymore. So I think the shift happened when my teacher highlighted that. What is your magic? I didn't even realize that I wasn't seeing my own. So just becoming aware of something, I think is where the work starts. I think that's when you just unlock that door 
and start looking into something you didn't even realize was an issue in yourself. So I just started looking and started thinking and started going back to the things that lit me up as a child. What did I forget? Where was the joy? So I really dove back into childhood and childhood. I found a lot of strategies to cope. You know, we didn't have a perfect childhood. Um, my brothers and I, you know, had an interesting childhood to say the least, you know, there was trauma involved and I found creativity to be such a big source of peace for me, you know, playing in the woods, building forts. I would get lost in books, you know, just as a way of lighting my imagination up. And when you start a career and you start a family and you have a marriage and you have all these commitments, you kind of forget about the stuff that you came here knowing. You forget about all of the things that brought you joy. So I started tapping back into some of those things. I started painting. I started growing herbs. My mom was a huge gardener my whole life. And I learned so much from her, but not, I was really drawn more to herbs. So I started planting more and experimenting more. And that in itself is creativity. Mm -hmm. So as I started to explore what were my gifts, that creative fire started to grow again. And I think that's really what was the springboard to all of it. And then the people just show up in your life. The people who get you, you're being authentic. You're tapping back into what you knew when you were a kid. You're tapping back into who you once were. And that piece of like, when you're saying that it makes me so think too of the, the quote unquote risks that you take don't feel as daunting because you're back lined up with who you are. So there might be like some fear there, but the same, like I'm, I'm thinking of like when you called me out of the blue, I think we had met maybe twice. Like, I know this, is, I don't even know how you got my number really. And, and I didn't think it was weird. <laughs> That's how, you know, like when you say, when you line back up with your authenticity, the people who are supposed to not, I shouldn't say supposed to, what I mean, is like the people who are authentically magnetized to you because they are resonating at that same vibe will show up because yeah. how can they not? Right. And there's, we'll get to that. There's like some challenging wobble of that, that can get a little, uh, what's the word, um, like fragmented in a way when you're kind of shifting there, when it comes to specifically like female friendships or even partnerships or whatever it is. But I do remember when you called me and you're like, I never do this. I'm just going on a whim and calling you. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> it's like, it's so exciting. Like it was just the fact that you took the risk. I also love that kind of spontaneity too. And then you and I were off and running, right? Yeah. And and I will say this, I, I we didn't talk that I was going to say this, but you and I hit like a little a moment, right? Earlier on in our friendship when, and I, the reason I'm saying this honestly is because there's a point where I feel like, and, and it's a thin line, I guess, but where you get to a certain point in your age with friendships and there's that high maintenance idea of like, I, and, and I might be projecting, but like, if I show any need, it's going to be high maintenance. And someone's gonna be like, you're too old for that. You should just be able to like, let things roll off your back. And, ah, you know, but I didn't like how that happened, or I didn't like what that person said, or, and it can be really unnerving to approach it because we are consistently conditioned to people please and to not ruffle feathers and to keep the peace specifically females right mm -hmm. and I remember when you and I had a moment we were with a few other friends mm -hmm. and 
I felt like that was like probably one of the most deepening aspects of a female friendship in general for me was us being able to have a conversation about how I was feeling. I, and I'll be the, I'll be completely transparent because I feel like this is, there's gotta be someone else out there who feels this way. You know, I'm in my mid forties and I felt like, like it was like a very young feeling, almost like at a lunch table kind of Mm -hmm. feel. Yeah. And I just remember feeling really, um, kind of like ostracized and it was not an intention, but that was how I felt. And I was like, and then of course we put it on ourselves. Like, oh, that's my fault. I'm the one who did that. Or I shouldn't care. I'm in my forties. I shouldn't care about what this girlfriend said in front, whatever. And then I don't even remember how it came up, but we were on the phone. I remember I was standing in my bedroom and you and I just had a conversation about that moment, even though it was uncomfortable. And I was so honest and you were so receiving and then you were so honest and then I was so receiving and then you and I both were able to go, oh my God, holy crap. I usually would like bolt out of this. I usually would never confront this. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think it was such a beautiful moment for me as a friend because it helped undo old patterns of friendship where you couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so thankful for our wolf pack, you know, the, the women that have come into our lives and it continues to grow. It's not um, an exclusive group of women by any means. Um, but I'm so thankful because some of the deepest lessons I've learned in life are from relationships, whether it's my children, my parents, my brothers, my husband, man, the friendships are so powerful. When you can go to a friend and be like, Hey, I was kind of triggered in this. Mm -hmm. I just want you to listen. Can you just hear what I have to say? Validating one another, saying it's okay. And having that tough conversation that really it's not about one another. It's more about an old story that you bought Mm -hmm. into. Like, I don't fit at this table or they're talking about me at this table or whatever it might be. As you talk through it, you realize like how thankful you are for that friend who helped you change the narrative. Of totally. what friendship is or stayed. Yes. Do you know what I mean? My thing was there's enough love to, to yes, stay a hundred percent, like staying and having that intimate moment. I remember for years, I was so unaware, like so unaware and so innocently oblivious to what intimacy was. I was like intimacy is sex period. Like that's all it yeah. is. Well, you think of like intimates, like the mm, intimate department yes. or whatever they used to have at JC Penney. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, no, intimacy is presence and it's staying even when you want to bolt out the door and genuinely being vulnerable, not trying to be vulnerable, but like really putting yourself out there. And so you and I having that moment, I just felt so much more love and respect for you and for myself. And I was so grateful that I didn't abandon myself to have you feel better or totally stand my ground too strongly as a guard, like none of that was happening. And so I just, I think it's important for, um, women to realize that like when they get older and they start forming these relationships to each their, their own in regards to like who they're navigating to. But I just feel like there's something to be said about being able to be honest about how you're feeling without feeling like, you're being high maintenance or you're being dramatic or you're being like, we we've been so conditioned to like any quote unquote complaint or concern is like drama. You're too much. You're too much. Yeah. That was a big one for me as a child. I was very dramatic. I didn't know how to be articulate. 
you know, when I could be heard in the moments I could, I was dramatic. So I think even what you're talking about reminds me of what a lot of us tend to do. I know my strategy is cut and run. To have a conversation with somebody and realize that it's safe to have that conversation, realize that there's enough love for one another as friends in that relationship that you can talk about that, that gives you an opportunity to not fall back into those strategies that may not be serving you anymore. Mm -hmm. So maybe I don't need to cut and run. Maybe I could just have a conversation with a friend and there's so much learning in that, you know, and that is, I think the sign of true friendship. And immature. Like I think you and I joked at the end of that like conversation that we were referencing or like, my gosh, I think this is what a mature adult conversation looks like. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Totally. So I want to just shift gears for a second here. Um, I want to know how when we were talking about magic before and you said you refound your magic and you were, you know, you had all these wonderful teachers and you were like, oh, I tap back into like herbs and doing all this stuff how finding your magic led you to RT Hawks? Like, what was that Mm. path like? Well, I think when I talked about looking for the things in my life that were my purpose, looking for the things I did as a child, some of the first memories that came to me were being in the garden with my mom, maybe not doing the things that we view as being so fun as like weeding or picking rocks or making sure the garden is cleared out. But man, I was so grounded and I was so happy. And I was with my mother who was just the light of my life. And I remembered how much I loved that. And I'd always had health issues as a child, like autoimmune, come to find out later, years later, whatever you want to call it, whether it's, you know, like they, they give it so many labels or try not to label it anymore. But I always had these um, health issues. And now I understand that they were such great gifts because that got me tapped back in to always doing things in a natural way. My mom had always taught us that. And that was really important to me. So I think as I started to tap back into what is my purpose or purposes in this lifetime, what is my magic? It was so obvious to me, like, oh my gosh, you were in the woods all the time as a kid. You were in the garden all the time with mom. But my thing wasn't vegetables. Mine was herbs. Well, it makes total sense. If I had health issues, wh- why was I not like looking at was, what was right in front of me all the time? That yes, heal, there's healing in nature. I think our great grandmothers knew this all the time. And it was very obvious to me once it did finally hit me in the face. Um, so I just started doing more with growing and I wanted to start making teas for all of my friends and I was drying and dehydrating and gardening and doing all these fun things with herbs. And there used to be this, well, there still is, I'm not sure it's the same one, but there was this really cool red tail hawk that would fly over my garden when I was picking my calendula flowers. So I was like, huh, thinking like, look into my left, look into my right. Are the neighbors watching me right now? <laughs> what the hell is going on? Like, is the talk like really watching my <laughs> My dog, Bo would be going crazy and I'm picking my calendulas. And all of a sudden I started talking back to the hawk, like doing the hawk call. <laughs> like definitely neighbors are for what sure the hawk call. Can you give us one? <laughs> yeah, that one, no, we'll have to do that on another episode. Not today. We have wine instead of water. Yeah, we, we have wine for that one. <laughs> 
but this hawk kept, you know, just kind of checking over my herb gardens and I, I really felt called to it. And I started making the teas for friends. Then I started experimenting with salves and creams and one thing led to another. And one friend said, can I buy some extra for my daughter? And my kids in Montana were asking mom, can you send us some stuff out for this friend or that friend? And, you know, I, it just turned into RT Hawks. And obviously the Hawk had to be front and center. The Hawk was, so that's why it's RT Hawks, red tail Hawks. You know, the Hawk is behind the magic for sure. And it was my students in the end, because I teach fourth grade, it was my students who are like, Mrs. Myers, you have to do this. You have to do this. Oh my they God. were so excited about it. And they would write down these pictures and draw pictures and then tell me different ideas they had. And it was so inspiring. And these kids have no inhibitions. We have inhibitions as adults. Kids don't. They're living their magic every single day. You know, the older you get, the more you put on these masks. And then you finally hit a point, you're taking the mask off, taking the mask off, and then it takes a nine-year-old kid to remind you, like, take one more off and go start RT Hawks. And that's what I did. So obviously, you know, they got little samples along the way. They're probably my biggest cheering squad. There's no doubt about it. Um, This class that we just ended was very special to me. Um, It was awesome. It was just, so that was really the inspiration behind it was the Hawk, was the students, was I think I'd always been drawn to heal naturally mm-hmm. and it just feels so right to know I'm very, very calm in nature. I've always been very wound up mm-hmm. for many years. I was very either really, really hyper or really not. Um, I danced between being a hyper person or being even depressed, you know, back and forth, back and forth and the herbs and taking the teas and things that were, that come from nature just calmed me. And I do notice uh, a friend of ours had asked me that question. Do you notice a difference since you've been meditating, since you've been taking the teas, all these things that you've changed in the last years, five, six years now, has that made a difference? And the answer is a full on yes. I do not realize, or I do not feel like the highs and lows are quite as extreme. Mm -hmm. I've finally come to a place that is close to balance as I've ever been in my life. I'm not going to say I'm there, but I'm going to say I dance with balance now. Well, it seems even. Yeah. That's the word that kept coming to me yes. is like the sense of evenness, mm-hmm. right? And balance, what you're talking about is so different than like we talk about balance in life. Like it's right. an internal balance and that's so unique to each person. But when you feel it, it's that sense of peace that you're saying, which makes so yeah. much sense. Oh, I love the whole story. It's just... From so yeah, like you giving hot calls to your neighbors, <laughs> like being, you know, just opening the curtain a teeny bit, like what's happening to the nine-year-olds in your class being so excited. And to the hawk the whole time, he's like, obviously, thank God she listened. Thank God she was yeah. paying attention. How many times do I gotta swirl around this garden? <laughs> oh, I know. It just it was really um it took a lot of courage. And a lot of vulnerability to step out mm-hmm. and to be more, um, to just take a risk with a business, with a business idea, you know, and, but because it was so connected to nature and I think nature was a big part of my healing as an adult, it felt so right. And having those kids in your face telling you, yeah. like, just looking you right in the eye and being like, no, Ms. Marge, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to let them down. Sure. 
what so in the end it was not letting myself down they taught me that you know I think these kids are so much smarter than we give them credit for. can I just picture like within the nine-year-olds like little Lisa in the back like yeah. <laughs> I love it um and I'm wondering too just to circle back about the supportive friendship like how if at all has friendships too helped with this endeavor because it's a any risk you take you need one thing I heard that I loved whether it has to do with it's whatever you consider home, right? Uh, it's whether it's family or whether it's friends that are family. It's this idea that if you have a family, if you have a home, you are so much more likely to take risks because you know that if you quote unquote fail, you already have a safe place to land. So I wonder what, how that contributed to you actually creating RT Hawks and what you continue to do with it. Well, that's, such a great, I, I love that you're saying this, asking this because I have a strong home. You know, my children are supportive. My husband is supportive. My mother, my brothers, my family is incredibly supportive. My home also includes friends. And I love that my friends, many of them are business owners or many of them are not in education. I have some great, great friends in education, but I love that I have friends that are not, because I don't understand, I didn't understand the ups and downs of business. The ups and downs of education are very different than the ups and downs in the business world. Um, they look different. They're, they're the same, but they look very, very different. And as I would have a peak, there's obviously going to be a valley to follow. And when I would hit those valleys and just want to do my old thing of cut and run, throw in the towel, there would be a friend who was in business. You were that person many times. You know, our friend Sarah, Val, there was so many, Lou, so many people, our teachers, you know, Susan, there's so many people that have been in my life that were there during those valleys and be like, nope, nope, you're not cutting and run. You're not going to cut and run with us. You are going to dust yourself off. You're going to stand up. You're going to go on and you're going to look at it from a different perspective. So that home to me from those friends and those supportive people were, that was a really safe place that made me not give up and realize that, no, this is normal. This is part of it. Just like, like, like life, we're going to have those peaks and valleys. You're going to have the great days and then you're going to have the tough days, but those tough days are gold. So those valleys in the business of RT Hawks were gold. They don't feel it right away when you're in it. You have to lean in. And feel that feeling that you don't like to always feel. But when you do, that's when you find the lessons. You know, and that goes back to teachers. You know, I'll remember that all the time from a teacher, my teacher, Susan. She would always say during those dark times, that's when you find the gold. Whether it's in your life or business, you're finding gold. So I'm thankful for the support of people who have different experience than I do that I call friends. Does that help me keep going? Absolutely. And also going back to like what your original story was that gave you the drive and the excitement behind RT Hawks is so huge. Like to bring that back, right? Yeah. So how, how do you, during those valleys, having the support is wonderful and having the inner knowing of why, like why you started it in the first place. I had to go back to that. And you would ask yeah. me that question. You know, you've asked me that several times. And to me, the why is so simple. Mm -hmm. And um, the why for RT Hawks to me is to remind people of what they once knew, that nature can heal. Mm -hmm. 
And that's it. It's as simple as that. You know, go where you want to go. It doesn't have to be from RT Hawks. It can be wherever you decide you want to maybe, maybe make it yourself, maybe make your own tea or your own salve, but realizing that it can be very simple. And I think that inside, once you put something on that's made from nature, made out of the simplest ingredients, you realize that nature does heal. And you understand that dance that you have with nature. We're here because of it. Well, and you, I want to tag on to that too, that you have like your energy is so granted I'm biased and still your energy is such a great pairing with this natural element because oftentimes when it comes to anything that's naturally being put out there, it doesn't matter what it is. The person connected to it is usually very chill and very kind. And to me, it, it I, I get a little snoozy on it. I get like, okay, I need like something, some liveliness to it that makes me excited about it. And you have such a natural sense of joy and play in you that when, I mean, I've seen you work a table, like <laughs> out there, everybody, like, it's like light is emanating from the table and people are like, I want that because it's your energy going into the salves and the creams. And that is, I believe, partially what they're buying. They're not just buying nature and the calendula is beautiful and loving the smell and lavender. They're also buying the energy that you are infusing in it because you can feel it the minute you are in your presence. You're so taking me back to a moment with my mom. So you know, when we were kids, my mom was a florist. She would make, you know, all things out of, um, our whole basement was her office. My grandmother would be down there with her and they'd make arrangements and we would do craft shows. We'd have open houses at our house. We would do craft shows and I would sit back and watch my mom. And like, that is the greatest honor for you to just share that with me because the first thing that came to me was my mom and watching her in her just enthusiasm. enthusiasm, her joy yes. and, and her love was put into those arrangements. And there's people I still see to this day that, that will tell me, I have one of your mom's pieces hanging on my front door. She brought that to so many people. And I sat at so many shows and she would help me make things myself. She would teach me to make things myself that I would sell. So this is like de decades of working shows. Now it's just something that I'm making on my own. I had to realize that my mom had her magic, but for a long time, I looked up to her so much that I was like, I'm never going to be mom. I'm never going to be mom. I'm not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. She inspired me to be Lisa and to be who I am today. And mine is maybe my way is Sabs. Maybe it's T's. Who knows? It could take a whole nother chapter. I'm sure it will. But you're following it. But I'm following it. Mm -hmm. I was inspired by her mm -hmm. to tap into what's inside of me. She was a great model. There's no oh, doubt. So what an homage to that was beautiful. Well, yeah. and also like, so what I really am tapping into too is that idea that we love enthusiastic people. We love people who are genuinely passionate about what they're doing. It's, it's contagious. Mm -hmm. It's that feeling. So that's what I mean when I say like what you saw your mom doing and what we see you doing and what we actually see. So we're very blessed that so many of our friends you know, like when we see Val 
I was in just her element. Her we see Kat in her element. We see Sarah and like Lou talking about her yeah. um, jewelry and what went into it or Vartan talking like, or Kelly, like it just, I'm thinking of everybody, Linda, like leadership. I just think of all these people and it's like, it doesn't mean that that's your end all. Just like you said, it's that you're following that sense of joy and excitement and enthusiasm. And that is what people that's what adds the value because that's what people want. People are buying the energy at the end of the day, right? There are many different cream and salves. And I think it was very generous of you to throw it out without, you know, giving names, but just saying, buy whatever. Yes, of course, buy whatever you're resonating with. And at the same time, people are buying the energy of how they feel that's going to make them feel. And when it's Lisa behind the wheel, (laughs) when it's you showing up there, it, it is. There's just so much playful adventure behind it. And that's what the nine-year-olds also were feeling, you know? Yeah. So it was like this reciprocal sense. I just, I feel like that's something that's so powerful that gets so overlooked. And when people come to buy whatever salve or cream from you, my hope from them is that they leave going, man, not just is this incredible. And not only does this help me with my eczema or with my skin or whatever, but also what is it that makes me feel like that? Like that Lisa woman was like on fire. What lights me up like that? Like that. I also hope people pay attention to because it is possible for, it's not just possible. It is there for every single person. Their magic is there. It's like going back to big magic. It's, do you have, what is it? The courage to find the buried treasure inside of you. Yeah. Right. The gem, the gem, you know, and it is, I think it's beautiful to see someone else light up when they're watching you follow your path and stepping into what is right for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it is contagious. It's definitely contagious. You know, I could just sit there and you know, watch it out in a Pilates session, like standing over the client. She's so animated and, you know, where Sarah is so grounded with when she's doing crystals, you know, we're, there's so many friends that are examples or teachers that are examples that are living this. And I think we do, we mirror one another. We, we definitely mirror one another. And if that joy can inspire another, then I'm in the flow. Totally. And like, and you're talking about Sarah with the groundedness. Yes. And when she actually has the crystal, she gets giddy. (laughs) She giggles. Yeah. Like she literally is like, I'm going to share the secret with you. And it's so awesome. And she does that from her authentic energy of this groundful playfulness, but you can literally see her lighting up in a way that's almost like hands over mouth, like laughing, like, Hey, this is so awesome. Right. I can't believe I get to share this with you. And at the end of the day, that's what it is from every single person is is this sense of generosity of like, I can't wait to share this with you. Like we want to be say like, what's your gift? What's your gift? What's your gift? And going back to what you were saying about, I can sometimes have this feeling originally of feeling arrogant or like who, oh, that's a little too, it's a gift because it's supposed to be given. It's, and it's so sacred once you realize so it's not, not arrogant. No, I think of our friends, you know, a friend of ours, Melissa, making dinner for us that night she was so excited and it was like so excited and it was so creative Mm. and it just 
delicious too. I'm like that giddiness. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's so it's just so beautiful and it's so true. And yeah, the the gift is in the giving, right? So so I love that idea too for anybody who's listening who's feeling like, oh, you know, feel because there is a sense of like my child's gifted. That's not what we're talking about, right? It's that we all have a gift. And when you can really pay attention to it, what it is, the quickest way to get there is what brings you joy, what lights you up, what gets you excited. That is. Uh, what comes easy to you within that, right? And then you gift it out and there's nothing better. And the best thing too, is when people get jealous about it. There's nothing better about that because that's their way of being able to choose in the moment to flip it, to go, ooh, I'm getting jealous about this because fill in the blank, right? Like it's uh, Mm, this idea, right? Yes. And then that leads you, hopefully, possibly, it's still a choice to be inspired by it. Like, thank you, jealousy, for showing me that way because clearly it's showing me something that I want. Right. That's it. That's all. I mean, that's what got me into writing again years ago was Victor was painting all the time. And I was getting so jealous. I was like, he, you know, he gets to go and paint. And I'm, you know, I don't really feel like I have anything like that. And I remember saying, and I was reading The Artist's Way. Mm. And I remember it was just such a perfectly timed moment. Cause I remember being like, oh my gosh. Cause a few different people talk about that, but Julia Cameron talks yeah. about that. Like jealousy equals inspiration if you allow it to. And I was like, what am I jealous about? It's not about time away. I love being home. I'm, I can be very much of a hermit. Like I love being in my house. I love my kids. It was like that sense of something like that was my own. And I was like, what is it? Like, why haven't I been writing? Why have I not been writing? What's happening? And it actually sparked me to write and finish the screenplay. Mm. That was all from I love that you being honest about being jealous. Jealousy is a friend. <clears throat> yeah. You know, that's I'm that, a Scorpio. I have to, or else yeah. I'm going to go down. <laughs> but it's sometimes we put these things in shadow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do think a lot of the work I've done with Susan over the years, you know, great teacher in my life. And a lot of what I learned is to not put those parts in shadow and jealousy showing up as a teacher and welcoming it when it comes into your life, not in any other way, but to learn from it Mm -hmm. and accepting it. And then you're not jealous anymore, but you're creative. You transformed it. Totally. Creativity. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. That's a great example. And it's just paying attention to it too. Yeah. And it's also realizing that the more you start moving through that discomfort, which we had talked about before, I'm going to have you touch on that, of like that shift from when you start, you know, reminding yourself of what brought you joy from when you were a kid, when you referenced that, and then shifting gears to like tapping back into like that authentic part of yourself. There's a gap in between there's, there could be some dark nights of the soul in there. Oh yeah. Right. And so being able to acknowledge that and realize that the more you listen in and just trust that and anchor that, even when the jealousy pops up, when all these other feelings pop up, that you're going to be able to navigate and move through it, the more you can pay attention to what's going on with like that sense of not, it is intuition, but like that authentic, which is your authenticity, right? It's like that integrity, like knowing like this is underneath it. This is par for the course. I'm going to keep going. Having the support of friends by you as well during that is so huge. So just if you don't mind, 
feel like just sharing what you feel comfortable with in regards to like when you were kind of weaving and moving from like waking up back into, oh, wow, this is me, authentically me, like maybe some challenges you had to navigate there. Mm. Um, I think some challenges I had to navigate was, well, some, one of the challenges I had to navigate was what are others going to think of me? You know, even my husband, who's been in my life for so many years, um, I think I was so worried about what others would think that I would pull, pull back because I would think I was too weird. There was a lot of that for me. Mm. There was a lot. And I, I, my students and I laugh about this all the time. We're a wonderful group of weirdos. <laughs> it feels like we're all weird. Be, embrace the weirdness. You know, so I was very... Um, there was a lot of that that was going on. Like, I'm just too much. I'm too weird or nobody's going to get this or somebody's going to think, you know, fill in the blank. And I had to, you know, get in the ring with that, get in the ring with that feeling of that I'm, I am who I am. This is who I am. So there was a lot of that in the beginning. Um, there was a lot of I think it would be called more of a, a doubt, self-doubt, that inner critic again coming up of who do you think you are to do this? You know, who do you think you are to step out? So it was really a lot of things within myself that it was things inside that I had to face. Um, not so much on the outside, the outside, the particulars, little things with business of, you know, packaging and things like that. There was, there were some peaks with that, but a lot of the peaks were inner peaks. There are peaks about my own worthiness, um, you know, and being more vulnerable and letting people to see me in a different way than we get labeled all the time, you know, or you, you know, okay, this is Lisa. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's a daughter. She's a sister. She's a teacher. Well, I'm way more than that. I love all of those things, but I'm so much more. And if somebody's going to think I'm weird because I took a step out, that's, for them. And maybe it's going to inspire them to take a step out and be a little weirder mm -hmm. because in the weirdness is where you're finding your own gifts. Yes. So that was a huge oh one for, for me. Is that. That you are, you, it's weird is unique and unique is where your gifts lie. Yes. And I love that because I just was thinking the other day too, that, you know, that phrase, let your freak flag fly. And at the same time, so many like there's such like an empowering feel to that. And there can also be this like moment of pause of frozen, like, that's great. But what if my freak flag is too freaky? And so I love you just embracing that weirdo space, which we all are. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking too, like Anne Lamott, I think, oh no, I think it was, I can't remember. I think it might've been Elizabeth Lesser or it was Anne Lamott, it was one of them in their book, there was a guy who they met at some point through some program. And he said that we're all bozos on the bus. I think it was Elizabeth Lesser. And I love it. I just think that we're all just these bozos moving through space, like not fully knowing what the hell's happening. It just gives us all, even if you look at your neighbor or your person sitting across from you in the office or in a classroom or whatever, and you're just like, they have it all together. It's like, no, they don't. They just have a really good way of acting like they do, right? Like just embracing that and acknowledging that. And I love you saying that hopefully it inspires someone else to fully authentically show who they are too, because there's nothing more liberating than being in that space. 
yeah. of like fully having faith that by showing truly who you are, you're going to not just liberate yourself and possibly other people. You're going to attract the people in your life who authentically are connected to you. They just, it just naturally happens. You talked earlier about, you know, seeing, you know, Victor do work and how you, there was that jealousy that came up first and then you started being creative. I, I look and a lot of my inspiration has come from my husband. He is such a creative. He mm. is a creative to the core. We all are creatives, but he was a living example of it. He is a living example of it. And what I've noticed is that his creativity is in his work is in, you know, a piece of furniture he'll make or a remodel he'll do. But as I've been living more in my authentic way and being creative, he's starting to do things a little differently. Like he made this super cool thing out of hockey sticks for my nephew, Waylon for his birthday. And it took him a long time to make it, but he used all these hockey sticks, put it together, um, brought it to, you know, a friend of ours who put lighting in it and gave it to Waylon for his birthday, just to gift it to him. And it was so cool watching him not just do it for a homeowner, but gifting that mm. to someone. So yes, I think we keep mirroring things back to one another. Mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, he showed me things that I needed to see, but now he's doing, it's just like a, it's like a um, ripple that keeps going, you know, as you're inspiring someone, they're inspiring you, and then that's passing on to another. And I just think it's such a beautiful thing to see people living in that creative space, in their authenticity by being a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wisdom for all of the weirdos. I absolutely love it. Lisa, thank you so much. I'm so happy that you're here face-to-face -face, flesh and blood. This was such a treat. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh my God. So when people want to learn more about you or where they can purchase RT Hawks, mm -hmm. where should they go? Um, well, I'm on Instagram under RT Hawks Herbarium, mm -hmm. and there's some local places that are selling it. Peter's Cornucopia, Bodywise Pilates, In Bloom Yoga, um, Gold's Acupuncture, and some other local places. You can see that on my Instagram. Old Forge, too. And Old Forge. Yes, we just got into Old Forge. Awesome. We're so happy. I love, mm -hmm. I love Kate um, at Mountain Greenery, and um, we're working on a couple other places but if you ever and, and there's a really cool shop that's carrying my products um purple star if you ever take a ride out to cooperstown uh donna beth is in fly creek super cool store that's a little awesome boutique store. yeah so yeah so we're just see where it goes but it's so much fun so much fun and i'll list all of that below with all the places people yeah. can purchase and then your instagram as well yeah great thank you You're thanks welcome. for having me oh i love you <laughs> i love you too <laughs>